with your host, Ian Ferguson and Ricky Ventures. It's time for the STEM Dialogue, the podcast that exposes students to the world of science, technology, engineering, and math in a new light. Hey, what's up, world? We are back with you for another week of the STEM Dialogue. It's your host, Ricky Venters. And today we have a special, special edition for you. Listen, last year we did an interview with Kenshaw State University Nesby program. Footage that we have never released until today. Today you guys get a sneak peek behind the scenes, a little bit more story uh, about my life and how I made it through my mechanical engineering degree and also started my career in mechanical engineering. So stay tuned. We're just going to talk about the college experience. Uh, it's not just Kenshaw State, but it's Kenshaw State uh, University Nesby program, National Society of Black Engineers. Um, and we're so excited to have them on the show with us this week. So uh, how are you guys doing today? Oh, wow. That's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful. So someone tell me, how, uh, how is school going this semester? Uh, tell me some. Uh, tell me one highlight. A couple of you guys, tell me one highlight so far this semester that has uh, really stands out in your mind. Graduation. <laughs> <laughs> now you graduating in December or or in May? December thirteenth. Oh wow! Congratulations! Congratulations! And uh, good yeah, give it up. What uh, what's your major? Electrical engineering technology. Awesome, awesome. Do you have uh, jobs, internships lined up afterwards? What are you doing? I'm currently at a uh, interning at Bardo, okay. and I've been interviewing several places. So the cool. FRC conference is this weekend, so hopefully I land something. Cool, cool, cool. That's what's up. That, that uh, Nes- you said a Nesby conference, right? Yeah. It, where is that? Where is that this year? Is it up in um? Boston? It's in Atlanta. Oh, it's in Atlanta? Okay. All right, cool. Cool. Um, so next, someone else, tell me, highlight. Something's been happening this semester that really stands out to you. And when you talk, always tell me your major, too. If you want to say your name, you can say your name as well. Go ahead. Yep. Um, White shirt. This Tory, electrical engineering major, and I just took my GRE for graduate school. Oh, wow. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about the experience, man. I've had a lot of students uh, ask me about the GREs, and I was fortunate enough to skate by without taking it. But uh, So tell me about it a little bit. It was um, it was pretty long. That's that's the only detail. I, <laughs> I studied for I studied for about a month or two before taking it. So yeah, just just it helped a lot. Cool, cool, cool. What about uh, somebody else? Someone else, give me something. Come on, somebody. Come on. You guys, admit, you guys did midterms already? Did you guys have midterms or halfway through the semester? Where are you, where are you guys at? We're at the halfway mark. Oh, okay. That's why you only got like what four, four, three to four more weeks left, right? Wow, 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 awesome. Well, you know, let me tell me tell you a little bit about myself, what I'm doing, and um, we'll just go from there. Uh, so, pretty much over the last few years, man, I've had the opportunities to share my story with a lot of students, middle school students, uh, uh, high school students, colleges, young professionals. And really what my, my story is just a journey of 
not really necessarily necessarily knowing what I wanted to do uh, in the engineering field, but knew, but knew I wanted to be an engineer. Um, I, I remember sitting down, I went to community college first. Uh, I remember sitting down my second semester, my second year community college saying, hey, do I want to go to medical school or do I want to go to um, engineering school? And I was just like, for real? I said, I did not want to be in school forever. So I said, yo, medical is out of the question. I'm not going to be a doctor. It ain't going to work for me. Um, so I said, you know, let me do this engineering thing. And I said, yo, what kind of engineer do I want to be? And honestly, I didn't know. So I just went on Google. And honestly, I'm not that old, but Google was not that popular. <laughs> they were just like really up and coming. So, uh, but they did have some good searching tools. And I, and I went on there and... Actually, just to give you a reference of how, like, not bad, but the level it was on, Yahoo was competing with Google with Google at the time. And I would never use Yahoo right now. So it was a while ago. So um, you know, I went on there and I said, okay, let me, show me types of engineers. Um, I came across a helicopter and I was like, yo, like, how, do, how would I do that? Like, who, who designs helicopters? And I found out they were mechanical engineers. So I said, you know what, man, I want to be a mechanical engineer. Now, you can ask me today how many times I've been in a helicopter, how many times I've seen a helicopter up close, and I would tell you zero. But, you know, that's the thing that pushed me into the mechanical engineering direction, right? So I got in there, and um, yeah, it, it, was, it was one of those things where I was good at engineering. I, I was good at problem solving. I was good at seeing problems and trying to find logical solutions for them. I was good at calculations. I was good at the sciences. I was good at all those things, but deep down inside, it really wasn't a passion for me, right? And the reason I'm telling you guys this, and I wasn't even planning on having this type of dialogue, but I, I just felt like the need to share this because I was at a conference uh, last week in Chicago and talking to a lot of students. And one thing I was finding is a lot of students, even though they're in these STEM industries, I had a lot of civil engineers, chemical engineers, mechanical engineers, bio students, uh, chemistry students, bio, med, everything you could think of in the STEM industry, they were there. Um, and even though they were doing well, they really weren't passionate about what they were doing. And I didn't realize that I wasn't the only one that went through my whole journey with engineering, not necessarily being passionate about being an engineer, but knowing that I was, knowing that I was good at it, right? So I went through that whole journey, went through college. Um, I got to that point where I was saying, hey, you know what? Either I'm gonna go to work or to go straight for my master's. Like I said, I didn't wanna be in school for long, so I said, let me go work. So I tried to get a job. Ended up turning down the first job opportunity that was given to me. Um, I thought I was worth a lot more than what they were offering. Um, mind you, I had no internships. I had no other job offerings. And <laughs> yeah, I look back on it. I'm like, man, how stupid was I? Like, really? But you know, I always say I blame the professors because the professors told me I was going to be making a certain amount of money when I graduated and the jobs were not offering me in that amount. So I was like, yo, you guys are trying to play me. But anyways, I ended up doing a year of just, I call it just like really figuring out what life was. And in that year, on that journey, I was looking at, you know, I was teaching. Um, I said, well, let me just go to grad school because that was an, another option that I can do. Uh, and I did that. I found a grad school that I did not have to take the GREs for. I was not trying to study for anything else. <laughs> they let me in. I did my master's in mechanical engineering. But that first semester really broke me in grad school because, like I said, I wasn't passionate about this. I was just, I was just something that I could do. But there's going to come a point in your life where, that passion or not being passionate about something can hurt you because you're going to need that passion and that will to push you to that next level right 
And I didn't realize that until I got my grades back from my first semester of graduate school and I had a 1.9 GPA. <laughs> you talking about thoughts going in my head? I was like, man, I'm like, am I am I dumb? Am I just like, I'm like, I'm not gonna just get this stuff. You know, is this for me? Do I need to try to go to a different school? Do I need to do a different major? Like, what is it? And, and it came down to, yo, this is just something I'm not passionate about. But what I was passionate about is that I know I knew I could not be the worst at anything I was doing. I knew that whatever I was doing, I had to strive to be the best at. And so that competitive edge is what kept me through grad school, graduated with a, over a 3.0. Uh, I finally got a job. I actually called the company that I had um, turned down that job. I called them a year later to tell them, say, hey, if you know any students that, that hey, are were thinking like me when you offer them the job, Give them my number and I'll tell them take the job and you know stop being don't be crazy, right? So, yeah, ironically, when I reached out to them, they hit me up and was like, "Yo, it's crazy that you just called us because we had somebody leave last week and we want to bring you in for another interview." And I was like, "Oh, word, okay." I wasn't even expecting that. They called me in. They said that was a Friday. They said, "Can you come in Monday?" So I went in Monday for the interview, and they were like, "So, uh." You know, why didn't you take the job the first time? <laughs> I never told him it wasn't enough money. I just, I just said I had an opportunity. You know? <laughs> so, and I'm trying to find answers. I'm like, well, you know, I had some other interviews. I didn't know if I was gonna go to grad school. Everything around, like they weren't offering me enough, right? So anyways, before I got home, they were like, listen, uh, here you go. This is your, um, uh, here you go. This is your, um, I'm sorry, something popped up on my screen there. Uh, there we go. Uh, so uh, they was like, okay, here's your go. Here, here's your salary. We want to hire you. We liked you the first time, and we like you now. So come and join our company. And I was like, all right, you know, wow. I was I was amazed. I was like, wow. I just reached out to you to help somebody else, and that's when I realized what my passion was. My passion was to help other people, and that's what I do. That's why I do what I do today. Go back and pour into students. Go back and pour into young professionals. Just showing them that, yo. Um, whatever I can do, whatever insight I can give you to help you go to that next level, uh, to embrace what's coming, you know, I'm here to do that. You know, um, I know what it's like being in college. I know what it's like going out looking for jobs. I know what it's like failing. I was telling, I was talking to some students today, some high school students, and I was sharing with them like I was in a, a physics class, a physics class with 400 students in. And I couldn't break a 45 on an exam. I cannot break a 45. Like I, I, the, the hard, the hard as I studied, everything I, I could not get higher than a 45. It just wasn't happening. But I told them, I said that class. I, I end up getting a C in the class based on the curve, and everyone knows what a curve is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for the curve, man. I didn't know what that was as I got into college and I was like and I didn't know about it until after I got my grade I was like oh thank you God but anyway <laughs> I knew I was failing that class but you know I looked at my report card and it, it was a C and I got like A's, B's, B minuses, a C and I was like yo that's the best grade even to, to date that's the best grade that I ever got in college because it's the class that taught me how to, to um, perseverance, a cl class that taught me how to be diligent and d determined and just to not give up when I'm facing adversity. And the path that you guys are going in, you, the name of the job is solving problems. <laughs> That's what you're doing. You're coming in to solving problems. So 
If you don't know how to handle problems in your own life, how are you gonna handle problems that the world needs, needs you to solve? And what I, what I learned in that class was like, in that class was that knowing these principles now, it didn't just help me with schoolwork, it helped me all around, all around my life. I'm married, got three kids. Trust me, there's problems I have to solve. <laughs> with marriage, <laughs> problems I have to solve. With my boys, there's problems I have to solve. And if I didn't have that, that, that attitude of that, you know what, no matter what, I'm gonna be determined to make whatever I'm doing successful, then I would have given up, you know? So I'm here now, and I was telling you that, you know, the, the students, they weren't passionate about what they were doing this past weekend. And only thing I can share with them is that one thing that STEM, the STEM industry, engineering, and all these different things are going to give you is, is going to give you more opportunities than you can ever imagine. That's one thing I can guarantee you that it's going to give you opportunities. My dad kept drilling into me over and over and over again. He was like, Rick, uh, I was like, yo, I'm going to go to school for music. He's like, no, you're not. If I'm paying for it, I'm not going to go for music. You can do music, but that's not what you're going to school for. I said, like, what do you mean? He said, Rick, and I, and I, and I man, man, I praise my dad to, today for saying this to me. He was like, listen, I want to make sure that you have options when you leave out of school. You don't want to go out and just be trying to be at the mercies of anybody to give you a job. You want to be able to demand things. And as an engineer or in somewhere in the science, in science and math, he didn't know about, he didn't say technology and all that stuff. So he said science and math, if you get those under your belt, you're going to be so valuable that people, you, you, you would never be limited in your life on where you can go. And I can attest to that right now to where I don't do engineering anymore. I, I, I have achieved to get, everyone in there knows what a PE license is, right? Yeah, so I, I've got my PE license, I got my master's degree in mechanical engineering, and I don't do engineering anymore. People are like, yo, why did you get your PE and all these different things and you don't do engineering anymore? And I told them, I said, I didn't get my PE and, and, and all these things, I realizing that my purpose for getting these things wasn't for me to make money in the engineering and stay in the engineering. The purpose for me to, was doing, for doing it was to be able to be at a point in my life where I can turn around and tell other students that they can do it as well. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I've been in New York, I've been in Connecticut, I'm down in Maryland now, I've been around Jersey, I've been around Pennsylvania, and unfortunately there aren't a lot of people that look like me in the work field. I've only worked with maybe one other black engineer my whole life. And I've been in the industry for 12 years. And I've been in multiple, I've been in the private, um, I've been in large private corporations, I've been in small, and only been one engineer. And I tell students, I say, you know what? You know, the reason why that is is because a lot of us, one, we're not exposed to it, and then also a lot of us don't have that determination. A lot of us don't have that perseverance. It gets a little hard, and then we're like, oh, man, I'm going to quit. I was talking to Morgan State University a couple of months ago in the construction management department, and some kids say, yeah, I want to be a, a construction manager or engine, uh, architect because I like Legos. I'm like, dude, let me tell you something, bro. I don't care how much <laughs> I don't care how much you like Legos. Your love for Legos is not going to get you past your junior year in architectural school. I, it's just not going to happen. 
Your will has to be so much deeper than that. And what I'm telling you guys is that I don't know what everyone in there wants to be. I don't know what you aspire to be. I don't know if engineering is just a vehicle to get you to another level. I don't know if you want to be a research, going to research, uh, get your PhD. I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is that you guys are embarking on a journey and a journey that's going to make room for you in the world after you come out. But you got to put a lot of work into making that happen. You got to be willing to sweat it out. You got to be willing to grind it out. You got to be willing, just like you're doing now, you think that you work hard in college, not sleeping, getting assignments in. Then let me tell you, I was in my job and I will go to work, get to work at seven o'clock in the morning. I will leave work at six, go home, make sure my kids were in bed, make sure my wife was good, turn around and go back to work that night and stay at work all night long. Like that's the level, that's the, that's the things that you're getting into in engineering and in STEM. That's what it requires in order to be, in order to be great. I remember my boss told me one time, <laughs> like it was, a holiday was coming up. I think it was like 4th of July. And he was like, you know, you don't have to take 4th of July off. You know, you can, you can work if you want. <laughs> I'm like, dude, man, I'm, I'm taking off, man. He's like, well, I'll be here. You know, I'm like, no, nah, man, you, you, you do that, man. I'm not doing that. But that's the level of dedication that a lot of people in this industry have. They're always doing research. They're always reading. They're always doing experiments. My brother, he is a uh, PhD student in uh, Clark's, Clarkson University. That's up, up, upstate New York, close to Canada. Um, and he's doing, yeah, he's doing his PhD in mechanical engineering. And my brother's been in school since he was 14. And he just turned 31 a couple months ago. I'm like, dude, like, like, aren't you like tired of school? Like, don't you want to do something else with your life, man? <laughs> I didn't think when you started the journey that you were just going to stay in school. But the thing is, he loves it. He's doing research for GE. GE is paying for all of his stuff, right? They say, hey, when you get done, you know, come and work for us in Texas. So he has, he just has opportunities, but he loves what he, he does. And he's talking about his research. And even though I have my PE in engineering, I'm like, yo, when he starts talking to me about his stuff, I'm like, yo, all right, man, I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear anymore. I'm like, you lost me. <laughs> you lost me at the third word, man. I'm, 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 I'm done, you know? I'm a practitioner, not a theorist, man. So, so you know, what I'm, what I'm saying, though, is just like, yo, it's very rewarding being on this side and going through it, but at the same time, you gotta make a lot of sacrifices. I made a lot of sacrifices, man. I, I have, you know, uh, gone through a journey where I, um, like I said, lose a lot of sleep, um, giving up a lot of things that I love to do just for the sake of making sure that I put myself in a good position in the engineering field. But a lot of re the rewards of it now, let me tell you some of the re rewards. I, I've been in the industry now for, I did engineering strictly for 10 years, mechanical engineering. Um, from there, I realized that, hey, I think my skill sets will help me, uh, I'll, I'll be a lot better in project management. So I said, you know what, let me try to get into a project management role. And when I did that, Johns Hopkins Hospital called me and said, listen, um, we have a position here for a construction manager, do you want it? Uh, so I, I, applied, I applied for that and I got hired as a construction manager. And that was great, I got project management skills. I did that for two years. But then I still realized like, yo, my passion is this, doing stuff like this, this is what I love. Like, I can do this all day long, all night long, right? So what I started doing was taking students from different universities and bringing them to my job. 
and showing them what we did. You know, showing them what we we're doing in the hospital, showing what we we're doing in other clinic spaces, showing how the, the progress of the projects, things of that nature, and show all the ins and out of it. So what I want to leave you guys here before I actually open it up, you guys ask me some questions, is that find out what your passion is. Don't chase a dollar. Do not go out there and, and try to chase the money. Don't go out there and, and try to chase prestige positions. Chase your heart. And when I say chase your heart, let your heart open up the doors for you in the future. Let your heart say, hey, um, this is what I love doing. And that's a scary thing because for some of you, it may not be engineering. Just to be real. I went to a STEM, like I said, I went to the STEM conference last week. People from all around the nation came and these are supposed to be the elite STEM people and I'm talking to them one-on-one -on -one, and I'm finding out over and over that some of them were like, yo, I don't know if engineering's a thing, but I'm getting ready to graduate. So I know that it's not just them, it's not isolated to just them, it's some of you in there, but this is what I told them. I said, listen, the position that you're in is the, one of the best positions that you can ever be because you have options now. When you graduate, you have options. You can go into anything with an engineering background. So don't think that you wasted any time, but you've added more, so much more value to yourself. Now they're looking to take the engineering degree and, and add so that people have to do extra years before they can call themselves a professional, things of that nature, things that lawyers would have to do, things that doctors would have to do. Engineers are able to do it out, out the back. Like engineers are able to four years and get a good job and to start making some, uh, uh, getting, making some uh, big improvements to the world around them. You can't do that in a lot of industries. So I wanna encourage you guys that let you know that the, the, the time ahead of you is not gonna get easier. School, if I could do it again, uh, and I say this, man, I would, I, I would wish I was back in where you were. <laughs> I'm thinking about some of the classes and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to take some of the classes over again. But <laughs> but at the same time, with the mindset I have now, I know that I'll kill it because I know that this be the best this is the best time of your life right here. The most freeing time of your life. So stay encouraged. Um, just keep pressing. Don't ever give up. It's not even in your blood. It's not in any of our blood to ever give up. Just keep pushing and go as, as far as you can, pursuing what your heart wants and what your heart desires, and then go and make large, big changes in this world, all right? You've been listening to The STEM Dialogue. For more information and inspiration, check out rickyventures.com. The STEM Dialogue will return the same time next week. This has been brought to you by Ricky Ventures Enterprise.